welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and I'm here with Michael Massey. Hi, Michael. Hi, Kara. Hi, everyone. So, Michael and I were talking recently about um, just the importance of how, how people help each other. And maybe we just set the stage with with our kind of experience. And so Michael and I were, were trying to troubleshoot something that had, because um, we have a, a, a website called etherecsupport.com. And we were doing some things, trying to make something happen within that website. And the technology was being really finicky and actually just not working right. <laughs> and Michael has, uh, you know, an engineering background and a technology background. And so um, the longer he spent with it, the more frustrated he was getting because he, he was like, this just takes me back to my days where, you know, this was my responsibility and, you know, you need the solid architecture and he was getting pretty fired up. And he was really in rare form because he doesn't get fired up that often. So That one got me. Yeah. Yep. And then I uh, was able to just do something. I, I actually worked with a customer service person because I just sort of gave up pretty quickly. <laughs> I was like, if Michael's been working on this for long enough and he hasn't resolved it, then maybe we just, it's broken and... So, um, and through that, I was able to, to get it at least working enough. And, um, but then you were still pretty fired up. I was. And so then you were saying you were going to go for a swim Mm -hmm. because you needed to just clear my head and reset. Right. And, um, but we kind of just continued talking and, as it turned out that the more we we were talking, some really beautiful things came through, um, just bigger picture kind of stuff. But th- it came through from you. Like mm-hmm. I, I really didn't didn't say much. So this is where the where we were like, oh, we started ta- kind of pulling that apart a little bit and dissecting it and. Um, and we thought it'd be a really good topic about how we do help each other, but it's not always because we say the right thing or because we know anything, really. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so this is what we're just talking about here is, is holding space. And yes, in this very particular instance, I was... Um, um, yeah, I was really raw. I was fired up. I was really raw. And it takes a lot to get me there. Um, and as I said, but poor architecture in terms of program code, oh, oh, that's like, uh, that's, uh, that's my kryptonite now that you know, you know, okay, so, <laughs> you know, so, uh, now then the, then the role that Kara was actually able to do, and, and it turns out this is the day we're in the last day before, um, uh, from the opening session of the online courses they were teaching. And so I was on a whole track of, of, you know, dialing in and getting that focused. And so when this 
technical problem came along. It just completely derailed me. And so, um, uh, so even after it was resolved, I'm just kind of sitting there and I'm like, oh no, like how do I, how do you get back? How do I get back on track? Right. And so this is where Kara stepped up to Blake and she held space for me. And, um, and then of course we're revisiting this a few days after the fact. And, you know, she says, well, as I was for like the third time expressing my gratitude, uh, and, uh, and again, as she just mentioned, she's like, well, I didn't really do anything. And I says, well, maybe you didn't say anything. Um, but what you did do uh, was uh, held a listening space uh, for me um, so that I could talk through whatever I needed to talk, talk through in order to get myself back on track. And so this is the, this is the principle of holding space. Um, and if you want to, if you may be familiar with this term, if you're not familiar, go just hang out in Sedona for a little bit. Because <laughs> everybody's always, oh, I'm just holding space, I'm holding space. Everybody's just holding space for everything. It's just what everybody does. Uh-huh. Actually, people don't really do anything in Sedona. They just, they just, they just hold space. Do you see the space that I have uh, yeah, right I'm now? I'm just holding this space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I love Sedona. Okay, it's like yeah, it's my home, but I get to make fun of it because I love it. Okay, um, so yeah, the the funny thing about so holding space is you're really not doing anything, um, uh, and yet it's such a powerful thing. Uh, it's because I precisely when we're actually. What we're doing this is it's really it's a very it's a passive state where we have an open energy field an open heart um, and then we're just allowing and it's just a field of allowance and what this actually does is it's it's just a support it's a support energy field for another to just work through whatever they need to work through and. It, it's to really be effective at this um, is the the not doing thing the the because uh, the impulses that we might have from a mental plane to jump in and solve solve a problem or mm-hmm. fix it um, that's not holding space um, and that typically uh, doesn't help. As much as everybody thinks it does, and one of the things that um, that this is kind of the this is the uh, nature of the universe uh, that the problems and solutions are intertwined um, from like an alchemical. Um, uh, and even from like a, a biological basis, where they say that the um, you know the 
the cure is in the poison. Mm-hmm. And, and much of what we've found in terms of um, medical treatments and, and even vaccines and stuff uh, before the more recent you know, um, uh, RNA stuff is that you look into, let's say, the di- into a disease, into a toxin, into a whatever in order to find the antidote. Yes, that's really interesting. Well, even in nature, I think if there, I remember reading or hearing recently, like if there's a poisonous plant, for example, yeah, then the the antidote is always growing nearby, right? Which is fascinating. Yeah, and the other piece to that is like peanut allergies. One of the more recent, um, like remedies or or therapies for peanut allergies is like micro dosing of peanuts right. until you build it up but it's exactly as you're saying i hadn't really thought of that treatment in the same way of like your yeah yeah it's fascinating it is fascinating and so the the solution uh, whatever problem we're happening to be facing um uh it can be an emotional problem. It can be a, a mental problem. It can be a physical problem. It could be whatever the case is. Um, so the importance is when we're able to actually find the solution within our own ailment, if you will, that leads to personal. That leads to growth mm-hmm. and its effectiveness um, in terms of the, the solution that that works. Mm-hmm. And so when we're free to make that discovery, that's when the maximum benefit occurs. And, um, and so the, the uh, resisting the so-called urge to fix another mm-hmm. um, and to simply be there with them holding space um, so that they can say fix themselves that empowers mm-hmm. the if we're always trying to fix others we actually disempower them so true by trying to uh, apply what oftentimes um, is a square peg into a round hole Mm-hmm. And what most people are, are, it's not even so much that, that, that they need their problem fixed so much is that they're, that they need to learn the, okay, the round hole goes in the round or the round peg goes in the round hole over here like we're playing with a little play school box, which is our own energy system. And if we don't get to play with it and do it ourselves, we don't, we don't develop. Mm-hmm. We don't grow. And we don't, yeah, become stronger. Mm-hmm. And so um, trying to do for others all the time... Um, is not always as beneficial as we might think. Right. And also the the confidence that comes from 
resolving something and, and, you know, the accomplishment of overcoming um, when we're always swooping in. And, um, and, and I think that we may have particularly a hard time when it's children, for example, our children, you know, where we feel a different level of responsibility. Um, and this is one of the, the really challenging opportunities that we have to remember that they are on their own journey and how much they do benefit from working some of these things out for themselves. And, um, I, you know, it, it just really throws me into, you know, one, one particular person in my life who historically is a sol- a problem solver to, but it, to a crippling extent where it, it, it is crippling to, to, pro- to introduce any problem to this person because she will immediately, I mean, you can't even finish the, you can't even finish talking about the problem before she is just firing away with what you should do and the solutions and the, how about this and and I you know on the one hand yes okay the that can be helpful to an extent but when you when when you and I were talking about holding space it really made me come into how it makes me feel. Mm. When I present, you know, a problem that I'm having to this person, I mean, which I don't do anymore. I've just learned like it's too exhausting because I I also feel like even if I'm just trying to share a story, maybe I've already resolved it. But she's already telling me 12 different ways that I could have done it or should do it or whatever, because she hasn't listened to me finish the story about what the outcome was. But then I feel like I, ha- I have a responsibility to adopt these solutions that I can tell aren't, you know, you know, now I have this new problem where I have to try to break it to her gently that, you know, that's not how I'm going to do it or why, you know, whatever. Um, so I do think it's definitely something, if you have not considered this before, it really is something to take a good, honest look at yourself and how you do approach and and take a fuller look at how you can assist people. And the other piece to this that it makes me think of was another discussion that you and I had, um, which is in a similar vein, but around, um, again, it, it is holding space, but it's kind of like when um, people are like if you're in a social setting, particularly if you're on a path, if you're on kind of a spiritual path, um, you may find that more and more like when you're in discussions with with friends, you may not completely sync up anymore with things that are more mainstream, with solutions that are more mainstream of, I mean, the, the silly example, but if you had like a a fish, a pet fish that, you know, dies and the child doesn't realize and you just go and replace the fish. And it's like, well, is that, is that the helpful thing to do? Or do you allow them to experience that loss of the fish um, and, and help them see that this is a natural part of life and it's okay and, and feel the things 
Um, but being in that setting where where maybe that situ- a situation like that comes up and everybody's like, oh yeah, you've got to you've got to just get a new one, get a new one, get a new one, and you may be inclined to offer a different suggestion. Um, yes. And as I think, uh, express that it's like, uh, picking your battles, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and now, you know, we were talking about this concept in one-on-one of holding space, but it's actually this very same principle, but it works in groups as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, now, uh, this is the meditation conversation, right? (laughs) Okay. So, um, so presumably those of you listening here, have a meditation practice of some sorts. And so you're going to know at least some of the few basics, which is, you know, to, to center yourself, breathe, right? Still the mind, quiet, tune into your body's energy. And we can do this anytime. We can do this in this, this you know, in the one-on-one scenario, which we opened up this conversation about, where you're holding space for an another and if you just if you feel like the uh like oh there's just this thing i gotta i gotta say whatever is to this is where you just your your mindfulness practice comes into play and you just center recenter yourself and breathe that expands that energy field and just kind of fills that container back up with love that that uh, this space that you're holding now we do you can do the same thing sitting in a group. And what you can do there is you might find yourself getting triggered, maybe, because somebody else's opinion, behavior, um, uh, words, or something, um, might say rub rub one the wrong way, so there's an inclination towards judgment. So you actually just sit in the group and you're me- just meditating, listening, and then practicing non-judgment. Mm-hmm. And so if anything kind of triggers, you just, just, just take saying anything off the table you know, to yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And go, I'm just going to breathe through it and let it, and let it go. Mm-hmm. And this has an amazing impact on people around that and I think we we talked a little bit about this where it's like uh, it's it, you're letting these fields just be what they are, passing through as you do it and as you practice non-judgment and stuff is like hanging little ornaments uh, onto these these threads or whatnot that connect us to the part of the, the the weave of the conversation and the energy of the group, um, such that. Somebody may leave that encounter, go home that night, and then go, ah, and then all of a sudden have a, a little epiphany. Or maybe they come back to you later and say, you know, I, I know you didn't really chime in on this, but is there something that you'd like to share? And so, um, and always, when we're directly asked for... Uh, an opinion, uh, advice, uh, anything like that. That's an open. That's an open door. Just to speak your truth, however, mm-hmm. the best way that you can. Um, and 
uh, for the rest of it, you know, uh, the, the, there's an old expression, isn't there? Um, something like, uh, uh, it's better to be silent and be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that there is great wisdom in silence, for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, so this, that which works in the one-on-one also works in groups. Mm-hmm. And I have found personally, and I will, you know, um, many times... Um, in let's say fireside chat scenarios where it's a there's six seven eight people or something around the fire that um, I just sit there tend fire and meditate mm-hmm. and while listening mm-hmm. and then I notice how the conversations steer towards harmony until everyone's talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty cool thing. And it's something that we can practice. And we just, all we need to do is listen, mm-hmm. breathe, and, yeah, and zip the lips. Hmm. So there's that. And there's something else you said, too, I wanted to come back yeah. to. But you have a, like, oh, you wanted just, to chime in. No, it just... Um, it's so counterintuitive, mm. you know, and it's simple, but it is, it, it, for, for so many, it really goes against, um, what we, how we believe that we contribute. Right. And so again, I just encourage like reflection because it, it really is powerful and, and I think there are a lot of people who don't consider it and who just want to just want to chime in, just want to be heard, just want to influence, you know, with the, the spoken word. And um, so it's kind of like this new secret for, you know, maybe not new for everybody, but it it's like this secret magic weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Weapon's the wrong word, but tool. Uh, tool. Uh, Instrument. In a sense, it, it can be a weapon. Um you know, in a in the in the peaceful warrior kind of a way, mm-hmm. it's um, you know divine silence. Wow, I mean that's a yeah, that's pretty powerful to have in one's arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now, to be a bringer of peace, um, and you had mentioned, I mean, going back in your example, and you used a you used a specific word. Um, uh, a couple times, okay, and uh, this word came up recently, and I was talking with one of the um, the students of our that, that's uh, taking our online course right now, and it came up in conversation uh, with her, and we had some fun with it, and it's the word should. Oh yeah. Okay, <laughs> and. Uh, now I've got a I've got a, a dear high school buddy of mine, and we had recently had reconnected. But I, I remember this from 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 years ago because he had uh, 
he had gone on some world travels, and one of the places that he fell in love with was um, there in Bali in Indonesia. And he spent a number of years there, end of uh, uh, marrying a, uh, uh, an Indonesian gal there. And so one of the things he tells me is about the word should and that they have an expression in Bali. Whenever you, somebody tells another that, hey, you should do something, then the response is, did you just should on me? <laughs> So, uh, and everyone's free to add that to your repertoires. Because <laughs> um, this, speaking of how certain words feel, and I know, like, for me, that's a, uh, it's a red flag word that um, I do not like. And I don't care what is being offered but anytime that is that is directed at me I know how it makes me feel so um so in recognizing that then what I did is I just red flagged it um certainly paying attention if anybody was saying it you know to me but also I mean I red flagged it because I really didn't want to be saying that to anyone because I'm like I don't like how that feels so I don't want to be, I don't want to be putting that out there. And so, you know, bit by bit, just eradicating that word from uh, my vernacular, my dialogue that, of words that I use to express myself. Mm-hmm. And here's the cool thing, okay, is the words that we actually use with others and stuff are also the same words that we use in our own self-talk. And so as I began to do this and eradicating this word out, my, my own internal dialogue also began to change such that I never said that word to myself. Hmm. And as such, my mental dialogue, my internal dialogue began to bring about huge and all new levels of peace to them. Because I didn't feel like I was always imposing on myself to make myself feel bad about whatever I may be have done during the course of a day. Right. So when we use this word, what would you say the implication is? Like, why is it such a red flag? Because it doesn't speak to what it is. Should always imposes, well, uh, you should, it's, it's either, okay, you did the wrong thing and you should have done this other thing and that would have been, which is like, well, okay, well, that, maybe, mm-hmm. all right. Um, the other is, is it, 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 does, it, it, all, it has, carries with it obligation. Mm. So, um, you know, is that how to make something that would otherwise be an enjoyable task, how to make it, how to just strip the fun right out of it. And that's what that word does, because it turns things into have-tos. 
instead of get to's. Mm. And this is a good one. I got. I love my folks. They did some such beautiful things with me when I was a kid. One of them was when um, it was nap time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do I have to take a nap? That does not sound like you at all. No. <laughs> I was known to bust out a little bit of wine every now and then. Well, I'm thinking you objecting to a nap. Oh, that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and this is the funny thing is my folks, they'd always say, when I say, oh, do I have to take a nap? And they would say, no, you get to. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the joke's on me on this one, right? So now, Yeah. Integral part. I know. It's like, yeah. oh, I get to take a nap. <laughs> yeah, nap time. Dark time. <laughs> <laughs> Closing <laughs> shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is the. This is just back to the point. Is that when we can approach life in such a way that our words our language, um, and the way we use them with each other and with ourselves uh, are words that set others free, mm. including ourselves. And so when our words set each other free, then we can feel that and it, it not only does it make us want to, to be around each other uh, in that, that freedom, um, you know, it also, it also makes us want to be around ourselves. Mm. Yeah. And the beauty of that is, I guess... Uh, it is self-evident uh, in the way that it feels. Mm. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Thank you. Pleasure and honor, as always, Kara. And thank you all. Yes, thank you so much for listening. And um, please feel free to share this episode I think this is a wonderful, again, it's simple, but it's not always easy, and it may be a blind spot. I know, because I live in this world, <laughs> and, and um, it, it definitely is an opportunity for so many of us, so, um, so just play, enjoy, and hold space for, for all of us. To be free. That's right. Beautiful. Amen. So thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to the next meditation conversation.